things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week 16 edition of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. Domination. Not be a strong enough word. The Packers over the Vikings, 41 to 17. Man, it was fun, fun, fun. It was uh, another one of those cases, too. We needed a team to lose if we keep winning. And the, the Commanders lost to the Browns 24 to 10. So all we got to do is beat those knee biters. That's right. Good, Yeah, good game. And everything has fallen our way, it feels like. Um, we've compared this season a lot to the 2010 season where we needed a lot of stuff to happen for us to even have a chance to win out and make it. Everything we needed mm-hmm. happened, and I don't know. I think God's a Packers fan because when I was in school, <laughs> Sister Claire, she always said God was a Packers fan, and who knows, she might be right because everything's working our way. I uh, Remember that uh, old Lombardi joke about getting in bed and mm-hmm. – uh, his feet touch his wife, and she's like, Jesus, your feet are cold. He goes, you can call me Vince when nobody else is around. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, right. did you watch the Browns-Commanders game at all before ours? I did not. A little bit. I, I, I okay. watched a little bit. I have a hard time cheering for the Browns when you got him as quarterback. I know. I That's why I didn't even watch it at all. I'm like, I, I really want Washington to lose so we can get in the playoffs, but I don't need to spend three hours of my day watching Deshaun Watson. Right. All right. I went grocery shopping. But instead. there you go. Getting ready for the big storm, which uh, mm-hmm. we're recording on Tuesday afternoon and um, – and as we always say, we're in the heart of the enemy camp here in central Minnesota. Um, and we got a quite the storm coming through here. I think so far we've got about six, eight inches of snow. Winds are going to pick up. Just fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Falling yeah. fast. Had to get pushed into the parking lot to come do the podcast. I don't miss it. So mm-hmm. it's nice working from home. But uh, boy, it was a talk about a crazy start to the game. The uh, Vikings blocked a punt, and they recover at the or they get it at the two yard line, and our our defense holds them to a field goal, and they kick mm-hmm. off, and then the speedster Nixon returns a hundred and five yards for a TD. It was about, awesome. Yeah, about as worse of a start, especially in like one of these big rivalry matchups not only that but we need the win to make the playoffs and then the block punt that they get at the goal line and you're just like is this gonna be the kind of game it is but the defense was just flying to the ball i know and to get the stop and force oh, and they were kick it too i know it, it was it was exciting and after that after we got the stop i was like okay you know 
I'm feeling pretty good. They they have energy. They're flying around. Um, and then to get the kick return mm-hmm. and not only hold them to a field goal, but all all of a sudden we're winning. And it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, I know. And whole yeah. game was just fun. Yeah, I would agree. It was it was the first time speaking to Lombardi that um the Packers have scored on a kick return and an interception since nineteen sixty seven. And we got to see it. It was also our first kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, was it 10 years, was it? Or no? I think at I think least. Yeah. Since Cobb did it. Um, on his Cobb's first debut as a rookie, you remember he, he had that run where he kind of got spun, held up by the linemen, and then he went for a touchdown. Um. Which e- even that, like, I don't remember. He he wouldn't have scored the touchdown. I think it might have been Bulaga who like grabbed him, held him up, and then pushed him along. It's like <laughs> it it is not easy for us <laughs> to get uh, return touchdowns, and it's probably not in my lifetime as a Packers fan, three decades that we've had a return threat, a guy who seems like he could return it on any kick. Yeah, I've been saying that, you know, excuse me, you used to always be cringing when the special teams came up, mm-hmm. unless it was Mason Crosby. But, um, but man, it's fun. It is really fun. It is. And speaking of Crosby, so you had uh, their kicker missed two of them in this game, which is just great because he's been so consistent all year for them, and they've been hanging their hat on that. We finally mm-hmm. got a kicker. Then goes into Lambeau and misses two big ones. And then they had uh, Crosby come in for a 56-yarder longer than he had even practiced for in the pregame because they brought in a young guy. Um, I can't think of his name right now, like Axel or something like that, Um, Mm -hmm. to to boom the bigger kicks. And he hurt himself in the pregame. He he pulled something or something like that, so Crosby had to go out and bounced it off the bottom crossbar and in. Everything was going right for the pack. Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. 56 yards that he boomed that thing. Yeah, mm. it was supposed to, he was supposed to be doing the kickoffs, and Crosby didn't find out until just before the game that, oh, no, you're back to doing kickoffs too. Nope. Yeah, old man Crosby's but having a hard time getting sure. through a long season. They they talk about that with the kickers and the punters. Your your legs and your limbs they just wear down, especially if you're on a team that kicks a lot or punts a lot. As you get later and later in the year, and so you start seeing more bad kicks, bad puns, guys return having the chance to return things. So Nixon will be hmm. ever more valuable as we continue here. Well, it's just, I man, I haven't had that much fun watching a game and cheering it on in so long. I can't remember another time where we dominated a team like that um, in all facets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think but, I told you. You know, then you got Kirk Cousins with, uh, what did he have, four picks? Three. Or they had four turnovers and three. Yeah, one, one three, fumble uh, on the Kenny Clark strip. Okay. That was a sweet play. It was, and I was a little nervous because I saw at the beginning that, you know, a big storyline in this game is how much Jair Alexander shut down Justin Jefferson. 
But on that strip sack, we actually had mm-hmm. um, Preston Smith lined up on Justin Jefferson, which is not the matchup you want to see. And so to be able to get immediate pressure and get a strip sack, it, it was just great to see. We even had Devondre Campbell on Jefferson at one point. It but, was just kind of like, why now? I mean, why is it just clicking? But who knows? You know, we were a young team. Um, mm-hmm. And when one aspect doesn't do well, the other aspects typically falter as well. So Yeah, and it seems like the Joe Barry has started to make scheme changes, started to adjust, and... I mean, we saw articles a few weeks back now that there, you know, the defense came to him in in uh, one of the meetings and said, we need to be let loose. You know, we need a chance to play the way that we know we can play and let our, you know, talent do the talking. And it seems like we're seeing a lot more man to man. We're seeing a lot more aggressive calls on blitzes and just a mm-hmm less overall of the soft zone playing 10 yards off things like that and it's making a huge difference um before we get too um too far along here i want to um put our thoughts out for the mar hamlin and his family um man that was did you happen to see that last night i did that was a wild wild thing to see i, I was gonna say wild play but it, it didn't even look like that crazy of a tackle um it was just you know kind of a routine tackle and he I, stood I, up and I then collapsed just, yep so gosh that's scary last i saw late last so, night is he but, was stable uh, that his vitals were good and they were incubate incubating him so hopefully everything works out well but yeah that's absolutely. scary very scary um let's see we got um aaron at a 95.7 rating, Kirk Cousins had a 49.2. Ooh. Um, it, it almost felt like Kirk thought it was a Monday night game, the way he was playing. So, I mean, I, I told you, because uh, I was watching the game live. I was in Iowa visiting my wife, and so I watched it live, and I spent a decent chunk of the game on the Vikings subreddit on their live thread just watching them fall apart and get so mad at their own team and just enjoying every minute of it um and a lot of them talked about it doesn't have to be prime time they said if kirk doesn't play at noon and has any kind of bigger audience even like a three o'clock game this is what they get (laughs) really yeah wow which i mean typically it's the opposite for Aaron. Mm-hmm. Some bad decisions, but big interceptions, too, on the defense. I mean, we returned one for a touchdown with Darnell Savage, but Adrian Amos had one. Rudy Ford had one. I think he had the last one of the game. And then we talked about the strip sack. Um, you got to go back to 2010 again. We we just, every game, we were getting three-plus turnovers once we started blowing up, and we carried that into the playoffs. And it's been a handful of games now where we are causing disruptions, causing them to take chances and taking advantage of it with turnovers. But I agree. I think I agree. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers looked good. Uh, um, he only had 159 yards, yeah. um, one touchdown. So still not the, you know, 300 yard game that we've been waiting for. 
but we we stuck with the run this game way more than we have mm-hmm. earlier in the season even if it didn't work quite as planned and we had to do like a third and long we went back to the run and that was great to see uh aaron jones had yeah, a I great agree. game playing injured they took him out for a series here or there but um three runs over 10 yards five first downs and he looked great on pass blocking yeah they got uh, our average was 4.9 per carry we had 163 yards total on 30, 33 carries. Um, but, I mean, it was just clicking. It was, mm-hmm. It's so fun. It, your mom was a little upset that uh, they got that garbage touchdown at the end. I'm like, it doesn't matter. She goes, I know I don't want them to score again. <laughs> kind of two of them, yeah. Both, both of those touchdowns were once we had started playing kind of soft, more prevent defense. And, I mean, we, we went into halftime uh 27 to 3 and we were just dominating but you couldn't quite sit back on your laurels because we've seen what this vikings defense does no. from behind and how they can just come yes. out of halftime on fire and so i i love to see that we we kept the pedal down it felt like there was no no scores in the third quarter yeah. zero for each team uh but we scored twice more in the fourth quarter to just build that lead. And I mean, it was 41 to three at one point and you were like, this is a good day. Pat Packers are running the table. The commanders lost, lost and we are ready. So it's basically a playoff game next week against Detroit. Absolutely. I, I think there is yeah, a way see they now flex the game. Can, it's now Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. I assumed that was going to happen. Um, there is a way we can lose and still make the playoffs at this point, but we should definitely win the game and control our own destiny. Another big game um, as well for Mercedes Lewis. Usually, you know, the older guys have a hard yeah. time down the stretch on a long season once things get physical, but he was just dominant. He had 17 big blocks in the run game on 23 snaps wow. overall. Um, Alan Lazard, if we want to jump to receivers, he came in clutch a number of points. He's had a few, I think, quieter weeks. We haven't talked about him quite as much, but he caught five of six targets, one of them contested, and four first downs on those catches. And, you know, we've talked about 75% of his catches have gone for first downs or touchdowns. He He's a go-to guy when we need to make a play happen. Yep. Yeah. That one play was kind of weird where he, I think Aaron was scrambling and he threw it down. It was like a 15 yard catch that Lazard just kind of, he fell down when he caught it and then he just laid there. He didn't even bother to get up again. And he had some room. He could have gotten another five yards or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lazard looked good. We we didn't have any re- receivers break 60 yards. Um, but Tanyan had some nice catches, one of them for that touchdown. Cobb had a couple for 20 yards. Dubs had three for 20. And I thought the catches that Dubs had looked pretty nice. Like he, he was making space on his route running. Mm-hmm getting the ball and then Watson for one catch with 11 yards. I think, you know, I think it was a groin injury. 
he had at the end of last game. Um, not positive. I think yep, that's right. It was. Yeah. Um, so I think he was on a bit of a snap count. Snap count. We didn't see him much. Um, but when he was in there, Rodgers was looking to him. We we tried a few plays downfield with Watson to take the top off. Got close to a big catch on a couple of them, but wasn't able to complete it. Um, but still, that changes the defense. Just the threat of being able to do that makes a defense have to adjust and lighten up for the run game. Yeah, and they they really are getting into that. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm calling it right, where they pitch the ball, don't hand it off. They mm-hmm. just kind of pitch it, you know, to the side. Yeah, let the running backs do their Quick thing. Pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, do they? Is that considered a catch? Only if it only if the ball goes forward. If they pitch it back, it's a run. Okay, so if so, it's considered a run. Yeah. So like okay. a a pitch behind you to the running back is a run, but you know like those tap passes. Where like it'll go to Rogers and he just taps the ball with his hands right into the running back who's streaking across or a receiver streaking across, so that you don't even take the time for Rogers to catch it and hand it off. It just he like center snaps it, he taps it to the guy. That's actually considered a pass. Mm-hmm. Even though it's basically a run play. Okay. All right. I was just trying to remember because was it? I thought Dobbs had a um like three or four of those plays where he was running. But I might be mistaken hmm. with that. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I we we had one with Jones where I think it was third and one, and Rogers was in shotgun and pitched it to the side to Jones, and he got tackled. And I wasn't a huge fan of that. I mean, third and one, when you're in shotgun and then you pitch it behind you, you're basically giving yourself five or six more yards. You have to gain back now to get the first down when you were one yard away. And I think that's the one where we did go for it on fourth down and get it. But still, I, I'm not sure kind of what the thinking is there, unless you're just trying to catch him off guard. Dylan did. He got so Jones 111 yards. Uh, and then A.J. Dillon, 12 carries for 41 yards, but a touchdown. So now six touchdowns for Jones, or sorry, for Dylan in five games. He He's just a goal line machine. Hmm. At this point, no one wants to tackle him. <clears throat> he got a nice little push there from Bakhtari there on that one touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing how, uh, how that can, uh, they, it's legal now. Yeah. Nice to see Bakhtiari back out there. Yes. Um, he, he's uh, been off for a little bit with his injuries. And then Zach Tom, who's been great filling in at left tackle for Bakhtiari, actually got moved over to right tackle for this game. Um, so, you know, not always easy going to the other side of the line, but he, he looked great still, you know, he looked good the whole game, didn't allow any big plays. And so he's really coming in to his own as a solid lineman for us. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's great to see. Um, well, we Rogers... got 106. Go ahead. We got 163 yards rushing. Vikings had 102 Receiving, we had 168, and Vikings had 262. Mm-hmm. But there was one fella. He had one catch for 15 yards for the Vikings. That was a clinic right there. On on, he he was just beside himself with anger. 
as the game went on. Especially after Jair did his own celebration in front of him after breaking up one of the passes. Yeah. He even pointed to Jair as he did it and like looked to the ref like, are you going to let him do that? (laughs) (laughs) And I, it looked to me like he, he pulled his helmet off. We're talking about Justin Jefferson. Um, and it looked like he hit the ref when he got it to the It was close. Line. Yeah, they, they have a couple angles. I don't think the helmet quite hit the ref, but his elbow did as it came down. But, I mean, he, he almost just slammed because he slammed it off his head and like went to slam it down out of anger and didn't. I don't, I don't think he saw the ref right in front of him, but he almost took the ref's head off with his helmet. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. you're... I don't care if it's accidental or not. You're probably ejected after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got in his head. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He was asked after the game if it was the field conditions, and he said, "No, I don't. No, it's not." It, he said, "I don't like it as well as our home field." He said, "But there was nothing wrong with the field." Mm-hmm. So I thought that was classy. Then he uh, he kind of owned up to it, but yeah. guys were falling down. But that happens this time of year. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. Um, Rogers also had a rushing touchdown that was pretty nice, where he faked the pass, got the guy, the defender off his feet, and then ran it in. So that's nice to see. Um, you're talking about their receivers. Jalen Naylor had some nice catches for them in a touchdown. KJ Osborne. Um, both their touchdowns, as we talked about, came in garbage time pretty much at the end of the game when we mm-hmm. were playing soft defense. The one guy who I thought was really kind of hurting us this game when the Vikings got some chunk plays was TJ Hawkinson at that tight end spot. Yes. He's we, great. We always struggle with tight ends. And yep. uh, he, he came up with some big plays for them. Seven for 59 yards, but also seven catches on 12 targets. So still five that weren't able to get completed. Overall, our defense was just outstanding this game. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I, how did you like that celebration after uh, Dylan's touchdown? Uh, remind me. He was conducting the band. Oh, yeah, that was great. Rogers was playing the bass guitar, and then he had mm-hmm. other guys playing different instruments. And that, that was pretty funny. I guess they tried it in a game earlier this year and um, I guess it was pretty horrible so they've been practicing <laughs> got the band back together mm-hmm. yeah uh, it, it's just fun to see them playing one to be playing so well the last few games but to do it against the Vikings is just extra sweet you know and looking at the defense we're talking about how good they played I, I think a number of guys had a great game um, Adrian Amos Eight tackles, Devondre Campbell, eight tackles, Quay Walker, eight tackles, Isaiah McDuffie with five. Um, but he had two of them were big stops against the run in the second half. And then Kenny Clark had the strip sack and fumble recovery. That that was a fun one where he he stripped the ball and then just kind of pushed the Vikings player away and jumped down on the ball. Yep. <laughs> I was like, big man, get out of my way. <laughs> he's such an athlete though i mean gosh mm-hmm. and the, the rudy big, ford big boy move that's right the rudy ford interception was on a pass to justin jefferson which i'm sure just infuriate jefferson even more that the ball's coming to him and it gets picked off mm-hmm. um they they did okay 
in the run game. I think, was it, they averaged 5.1 yards a run. But when they needed the runs, you know, at big moments, we were there and we stopped yeah. him. I think TJ Slayton on the defensive line also had a great game against the run. Um, and yeah, it was just fun to see. I think there's a lot of accolades you can give out on our defense right now after the game that they just had. I would agree. Because the Vikings have a lot of weapons. And then Savage got that that interception for a touchdown. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. What's the bad stuff? We're, we're saying all good, good, good. Um, when we, when we, we have the bad worse. games and all the losses, we, we find good things to talk about. Is there any bad stuff? I mean, I know right. they got the two touchdowns and garbage time that your wife didn't like. Anything other than that? No, I really, I can't think of anything. Uh, not, I mean, not too much. Just I guess the block punt. Yard, the 56-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, you just know your day's going right when it hits the crossbar and goes over. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it, it's going to bounce right back. Yeah. But he did it. Yeah, I think there was a few lucky moments. For us in this game but you know they talk about how you make your own luck you prepare and things fall your way and i think right guys are playing hard i we definitely seem to be the team that wanted it more in this game and you could tell hopefully we can keep that going next game and then into the playoffs i think the vikings were um in a bad way with their um their injury situation, especially at center. I think that they were on their third center. Um, and that's tough when you, you know, you got, it is. you don't have that same pattern that you're used to when you're working with the same guy over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think that is a big part of it. Cause like we talked about the injury report last week and the Packers had a lot more injuries. I think there's only four on the report for the Vikings, but one of them's the starting yep. center. And then you have your backup go down and you're down to your third center. And they did have a number of false starts where the center didn't snap it on the right time. And it just killed them at big points. Yep. So Yeah, and we got a good one coming up here Sunday night against the Lions who are searching in their own right. So mm-hmm. it should be a good game. It should be. They had, they had a pretty, I think they blew out their, they blew up the Bears 41 to 10. So both yep. offenses are rolling, both teams rolling. And are are we both eight and eight now then? Is that, is that yeah, what I believe so? Yeah. yeah, both yep. eight and eight. Winner is in. Man, what a heartbreaker for Lions when they lose this game. Lions fans. <laughs> After all all these bad years, you finally have a team that looks like they can do it, has clawed their way back from a horrible start, and now the Packers are once again gonna mm-hmm. send them home. How do you like that average for that game for um, Nixon? 105-yard average on returning kicks. Well, I think he only he only returned one, right? Yep. yep. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see what his average is since he took over the role this year. Yeah. And it's just crazy the difference maker he has been because it just can turn a game on a dime when he does something like that, even getting us good field position when it's not a touchdown. And did you know, so he never returned kicks before 
at the college, like in no. the pros, college level, even in high school, he had never returned a kick. So they didn't. That's part of why they had no idea he'd be this talent at it. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm checking here our third downs, third down efficiency. We were seven for twelve, zero for one on fourth down. Um, not bad. Not you know as nice as you wanted to be. You would think it'd be a little better than what 56% when we had such a dominant game. Um, but a lot of that first half was our defense and special teams kind of leading the way. And Mm -hmm. you need that, you know, going into the end of the season to win playoff games, you need every facet of the team, defense, special teams. And seems like a lot of it's starting to click all at the same time here. And so agree. with this agree. game, keep it going. We move to a positive point differential on the season. We've scored three more than have ah. been scored against us, and we put the Vikings back where they belong with a negative point differential. <laughs> they have ni- oh, 19 man. more scored against them than they have scored, even though they are 12 and four, which is insane. I don't even. I mean, that's what happens yeah. when you only win close games I and told- they get blown out on your losses. I um, I was telling your mom about that. How they they were twelve and three before the you know the game, and I said it's just silly how they've been eking out these wins, and mm-hmm. that's very unusual to have that many wins and have that lousy point differential. When I was watching the game thread on the Vikings subreddit and once they were frustrated pretty much after the midway through the second quarter they're all like we're frauds we're such frauds <laughs> they're like and we're losing to the most hated team in the NFL it's like well most hated team for you guys yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um let's see oh Mason two for two uh, mm-hmm. As we said, his long was uh, 56. He had five extra points, and I don't think he missed anything, did he? No. No, I don't believe so. All right. Well, um, we had uh, one punt blocked, and uh, Pat O'Donnell's mm-hmm. average was uh, just over 40, per. which, again, playing outside in, in Green Bay, that's that's going to go down. Okay. One thing to note um, in between all the happy, happy is another not great game. I think he's been a little better the last handful of games, but earlier in the season, we've been very tough on John Runyon Jr. at right guard and another not great game Mm -hmm. overall for him. He had a penalty against him, but also had the lowest run blocking grade on the team. And then Josh Mm -hmm. Myers did okay at center, but also had a pretty bad run blocking grade. So okay, which the fact that we stuck All with right. the run game and got Jones over a hundred yards says quite a bit, I think, through all of that. Yeah, I would agree. Are you ready for the game ball? I'm ready for the game ball. Is it? It's and, uh, it's your wife giving it away, right? The game ball. I I don't think she told me who she was gonna do. Uh, oh, um, she said she. I thought you guys were going to record one. You? When I was talking to you on the phone on my drive back, she said she was going to record. Oh yeah, it. yeah, we never did. Never did. Okay, yeah. I know uh, who she wants. Anyways, I got it. 
Go ahead. Count me down again. All right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. <laughs> and now it's time for the game ball. Game ball goes to Jair Gritty Alexander. He gave up. Congratulations. One catch for one yard on the game. Just a dominant game overall and shut down Justin Jefferson. Oh. Yeah, congrats, man. That That's just, he was kind of, I was a little didn't like the fact that he was squawking and giving him uh, locker room fodder. He was talking about how it was just kind of a fluke that uh, he got torched so bad earlier this season by Justin Jefferson and 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 some of the uh, I think it was um, Sterling Sharp and who's the guy I hate the the other sportscaster Skip Bayless um, I think it's yeah Mister Phony. They were both squawking a bit, and so then after the game, he he said, "You know, they, you boys might want to revisit what you think so much about." <laughs> um, so, I'm sure he slept yeah. well all that night. I I don't know. I I I get what you're saying about giving him fodder in the locker room, but I think if any position needs that ego and needs to just feel like they're the man and can kind of talk, it's cornerbacks because it's such a difficult. Yeah with the way the rules are set up in high stakes position that you need to go in thinking you're the man and that you got this. And I right. mean, I know and he you was going to have a short memory. Yeah. He was very frustrated after the first game against the Vikings because he wasn't let allowed to line up on Justin Jefferson much at all. And so Jefferson had that big game and he, right. he kept saying, if you had put me on him, I would have shut him down. And here we are. Did you feel a little nervous after he did yeah. the gritty Justin Jefferson's celebration in front of him? That was pretty early in the game. Were you nervous that would bite us in the butt later in the game? Well, I was nervous we were going to get an unsportsmanlike foul. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just, we went in at halftime. We were well ahead, like you said. Mm -hmm. But still not confident. Um, <laughs> so that's why... You know, when we started scoring again, we didn't score in the third, neither did they. But then yeah. we put two more touchdowns. That's the second or the first one in the fourth quarter. I was like, okay, we're good. We mm -hmm. we got this thing now. I think part of Jair not getting called on that is he did it facing away from Jefferson and he did it like walking away from him too. So it wasn't like pointed directly at him. Yeah. Uh, well, that was we quite the dance. It, well, that's Jefferson's signature move. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that Justin Jefferson created that dance. He calls it the gritty, and uh, so Jair did his own move against him. And do you? <laughs> that's kind of like people doing the Rogers double check. Yeah, basically, that's why I was saying, were you nervous it would bite us in the butt? Because you know he's really kind of snubbing his nose there. We we talked about the Alan Lazard play. Um, was it a game? I think it was just last week where he blocked a guy and knocked over two other um, guys afterwards on the three Dolphins. Three so, yeah, total. three total. And he, he stood there and he counted them on his fingers. Uh, yep. Do you see he got fined for that? Like 10 grand? 
Yeah, over eleven grand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure he will uh, try to see if he could have it overturned. Um, but the part that stinks is, and the NFL is notorious for this. Okay, you're gonna find the guy, but then you use that movement in your promos. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. They do that all the time. They do it less now. They do it with celebrations a lot, but they used to do it with the big illegal hits that hurt guys. You know, they'd find them or flag them for a big illegal hit, and then that'd be in the commercials for the next week. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can you do that? But it just feels like the whole team's playing with a new attitude, you know? I would agree. A new momentum. And we talked about how Rodgers has seemed so laser-focused, even when we are at, what, one and a half percent chance of making the playoffs. Rodgers was so laser focused on it. It felt like it was going to kind of motivate the whole locker room. And it feels like it has. It feels like right. everyone mm-hmm. is on the bandwagon. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to make it happen. Well, it's certainly fun. And um, hopefully Sunday night turns out to be just as fun for us. But uh, mm-hmm. it's just great. You know, I never would have thunk we were going to have a chance to make the playoffs let alone if we win we're in mm-hmm. let's see uh packers chance of making the playoffs are currently at 62 percent okay so basically our chances they're saying of beating the lions <laughs> yeah there you go um and we were at one and a half not too many weeks ago. And it's been creeping up. That's true, but like four? Yeah, four weeks ago. And then we won a game and it was at four and a half percent and then 12%. And now here we are, 62% chance according to the odds makers to make the playoffs. Sweet. All right, Sweet. man. You want to do the picks? Let's do the picks. Bit of a weird one this week, but we'll go through it. Um, because the final game, as you know, the Monday night game got suspended indefinitely after that injury. So we had, we went into the week tied up Cowboys at Titans. We both took the boys. They won it. Bears at Lions. We both took the kitties. They won it. Vikings at Packers. We both knew the Packers would win. Steelers at Ravens. You took the Steelers. I took the Ravens. It was a very close game. I think 16-13 came down to the end. But you got the win with the Steelers. And then we also differed on last night's game. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, Bills, I took. You took the Bengals. And I'm not sure what's going to come of that. Are they rescheduling it? Are they just chalking it off the schedule? Because it, it was for the one seed in the AFC. You're muted. From what I saw, they um, they're saying at this time they they have not made a decision on what they're going to do. So I mean, they got to okay. they got to play it eventually. Yeah. So it it was a pretty high stakes game for something like that to happen yeah. and cancel the game. But I'm glad they didn't continue. Yeah, it's crazy it. you... to even call it a um, call it a injury because it, it was a heart attack mm-hmm. um, that he had and. I wonder if it if he had any health issues before that. Yeah, I think growing up, didn't my heart doctor tell me if I took a big hit to the chest, I could get a heart attack or something like that from my congenital heart? Probably. Problem. That was a few years ago. Yeah. 
So I don't know, maybe it was a hit to the chest or something like that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I was glad they didn't continue the game because it's always weird when you see guys, you know, strapped to a stretcher. You have to worry if they're going to be paralyzed, something like that. And then five minutes later, they continue the game. It's like, how do you do that as a player? And this was so scary with CPR and the, you know, everything they had to hook up to them to shock them. It's like, I hope they don't continue the game. Yep. Well, if you're going to have a heart attack, um, you've got a lot of medical people around there that, yeah, uh, that's pretty good. You know, no so kidding. It's, uh, you know, never want one, but, and then mm-hmm. you brought them right to the hospital. So I know some people were frustrated that it took like an hour for them to announce that the game would be suspended. But I, I also saw that that's, there's a precedent for that in the past that they don't want people leaving knowing the game's going to end and then clogging up traffic for the emergency vehicles. Um, so maybe that could be, yeah, there was talk that it was, they were going to give them five minutes after the, the, put the players back in the locker room. Then they'll give them five minutes to warm up before they restart the game. And the NFL is kind of backtracking on that. said, Oh, we never said that. We never, we we didn't (laughs) do that, but you know, we, we know how honest the NFL is. So, yeah, but, so we're we're I right. want to hit you now on the picks. Yep. So Mike plus one on the picks, and we have a slow week of picks to do for week eighteen, which might be the last week if we don't make the playoffs. So we'll right. see. Um, Mike plus one. We have Titans at Jags Saturday night prime time. I'm gonna go with the Jags. Going Jags. All right, all right, I'll go Titans. I think that's a close game. Could kind of go either way. I think yep. Jaguars are in playoff contention, right? And I the Titans so. are no longer. I'm not sure. They just really been falling apart. You know, <laughs> they it was really weird. Have. They fired their GM in the middle of the season, and it just kind of yeah. really awkward. Let me look here. I, w- I want to see quick. Um, Jaguars currently have. Oh, let's see. Maybe they they're don't in. have a wild card spot currently. It says they're in the hunt at eight and eight. Well, they're eight and eight. So yeah, they might have to win this game. Okay, they so they do currently have if the season ended today, they would have the wild card, but they have teams below them, including the Titans on the bubble, who apparently Titans at <laughs> seven and nine. Could beat the Jaguars, have a couple things happen, and make the playoffs still. So they'll both be playing hard. Um, I would have probably taken the Jaguars, but I think we're going to agree on the next two and final games. So I'm taking Titans. Okay. Let's go. And then we got Vikings at Da Bears. Which I think the, the Queens will turn it around. I mean, the Bears are really bad. Yeah, Justin Fields looks great at quarterback for them, but everything else pretty bad. <laughs> Where are you going? You picking the Vikes? Picking the Vikes. And then we got okay. to finish it off, Lions at Packers. Sunday night football, and there's no Monday night primetime. We got flexed to Sunday night, so this is the last pick. I'll chalk you down okay. for Lions. <laughs> yeah. Or you could change that. Put a line through that and put Packers, would you? 
Okay, fine. All right, so we differ on Titans and Jags. I got Titans, you got Jags. And possibly the last week of the pick'em, we'll have to see. It all comes down to the pack. How you feeling about the game against the Lions? I feel pretty darn good now. You know, I I knew it was going to be, chances are it's going to be a tough game. You know, they're playing really Mm -hmm. well. They, they, they've been flying around themselves. Um, Good offense. But this, uh, you know, this win really helps as long as we can keep that momentum going. And how about you? How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel good. Um, I'd give us like a 70% chance of winning. Something around there. I think if this was in the middle, like a few games ago and it wasn't for the playoffs, I'd say it's 50-50. But I think at Lambeau, with the momentum we're playing with, with the way our defense looked, um, Keyshawn Nixon, always a threat. I I think we got this. I, I think Packers are ready to roll in the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be nice if we were able to get a home playoff game, but when you lose this much, you can't. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's not going to happen. Every time we've had a home playoff game in the last decade, we've messed it up. We when we had no no home games, we had four away games. We won the Super Bowl. I hope we can do it. Let's do it. All right, let go me back. ask you a question before we go. Yeah, let's. So Aaron wins another Super Bowl. Does he come back? I asked you that earlier in the season here. Um, I think at the time you said he does, and I said I think he retires. I think if they win the Super Bowl, I could see him retiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got a chunk of change to come back, play again, but... um. I, I still stick by it. I think he comes back if they win. We we talked on here a bit ago about him. I said I could see him going to the Jets, and then we, we yeah. go with love. And now apparently there's articles popping up. Rodgers possibly to Jets to solve their QP problem. It's like, I, I think we got a lot, a lot of reporters listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good fodder, you know? Yeah. They're always looking for more fodder. That's right. We did see a little Jordan Love in this game. Um, when Ro- yeah. the score was just out of hand, Love went in and two for three, nine yards. Not too much to write home about. But it's always a good feeling when you're playing the Vikings and you can put in the backup quarterback to salt it away. Yes. I agree. We've got the. Uh... Well, sir, I think we've kind of wrapped it up here. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been a wild last part of the season. We're glad to have you with us. And we will talk to you soon after another Packers victory to make the playoffs. And until next week, go Pack! Go! That was my Halloween goal. Nailed it. We, we are in January now, but you nailed it. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. 
All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!